Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to the animated series Star Wars Resistance. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I am your host, Doug Brooks, and we are back from a little bit of a holiday break. Um, It's been a couple of weeks since uh, Station Theta Black aired. That is episode 10 of Star Wars Resistance. That's what we're going to talk about uh, on this episode. Uh, But, like I say, it aired a while ago. Uh, December is a bit of a crazy time in our household. Um, We've got some birthdays and then, of course, Christmas. Uh, So we just took a little break, but we're back. And uh, my my co-host is here, but he is playing right now with a Lego Minecraft set that he got for Christmas. So he may check in in a little bit, but right now he is having fun playing. Uh, How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Cool. Cool. Come right now if you want, okay, well, come over here real quick. And um, now, what did you think of? Uh, what, tell, tell uh, what, what cool Star Wars stuff did you get for Christmas? Um, so I got Han and things like things and things, 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 things. You got things like what things? Like PJ Robot or whatever. You got PJ Robot, yeah. I just want to. Okay. Uh, what didn't you get? BB nine uh, E. Yeah. BB nine E. Yeah. What does he do? He talks. Ha ha ha! That's funny. And I got this little. Oh. Well, well, what it's is it? You got to just a little, a little fuzzy ball. Okay. Well, it's you can't. <laughs> you know, they have to describe it since we're on the radio. You have to tell them what it looks like. It's a green ball with lines everywhere that stretch. Oh, okay. Um, let me see. Also, what didn't you get? Um, you got a Pose X-wing. Yeah. Yeah, the black one. Yeah. And um, you got oh, you got a jacket just like Han in so in the Solo movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, did what? What costumes did you get? General Grievous. You got General Grievous, and did you get Chewie? Yeah. You got Chewie, and. Uh, what else Star Wars did you get? You got a bunch of figures, like little collectibles, I got right? Every single Star Wars character, except let me see the bad guys. Yeah, you don't have a lot of bad guys, and you now have all the Disney Infinity Star Wars figures, don't you? Yeah, all of them. All of them. Yeah. I got so my new ones are Darth Maul, Kylo Ren, Sabine, and Zeb. Yes, you did get all of those. So, so I got two more bad guys and two more good guys. Yeah. So you had a good Christmas, didn't you? Yeah. All right, and, but Wait, I don't have all of them. There's one more. Wait, you got a them all. Stormtrooper, um, collectible. Um, I don't. No, there's no stormtrooper. There is. No. You you can play stormtroopers against stormtroopers in the game, but I don't think they ever came out with a stormtrooper infinity figure. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's Disney phase like Battlefront. You kind of kind of like Battlefront, yeah. So some bad people in real life play the bad guys like Darth Maul uh-huh. that you fight against. Yeah. Well, also the good guys can play the bad guys, and the bad guys can play the good guys. You can play whoever you want. Yeah. Except Stormtrooper. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, oh, (laughs) it's okay. That's okay, it looks so great. Well, thank you for telling me about your, uh, your Star Wars Christmas haul, um, but you, you go enjoy your Minecraft Lego, and then, uh, we'll talk. Well, I can tell them about the Minecraft Lego. Well, this isn't a Minecraft show. Uh, Skull Arena. Skull Arena, it it is pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just, I'm just finding. It has lava everywhere, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it just says player. I don't know who they are. Killer Bunny. That that's yeah. I yeah, I am just finding out about Minecraft myself. I don't really know anything about it, but it has a Killer Bunny, and um, you know, maybe maybe when you're older, we'll watch a movie called uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and there's a Killer Bunny in that movie. Yeah. 
but that's for another day. All right, you you go enjoy, and then I'm. Well, I, I got a, I got a lot of boring stuff to talk about for a minute, but and then we'll talk about um, when uh, Captain Phasma and Poe were on Resistance. Okay. Okay. So my co-host is back to playing with Legos. Um, we actually had a really cool time last night. Uh, we went over to my dad's house, which is the house I grew up in, and um, took the boys back to my room where I still have some Star Wars collectibles. Um, my room is pretty much the way I left it in. 1999, 2000, when I, when it was just when I moved out. So uh, I've got a lot of Episode One stuff in there, um, and that includes. Um, I don't, if any of you remember, they did a really good 12-inch articulated line. Uh, it was very much an homage to uh, the original series when they had those uh, 12-inch figures that, uh, that, you know, like really good. I mean, better than Barbie dolls, kind of like Ken doll type movement and everything. Um, uh, I'm talking, I'm talking about. Uh, I'll get to it. You just play with your Legos. Um, I am, uh, sir. I am talking about. Uh, I'm, get, I'm getting to it. I'm trying to build up the story. Um, so. So anyway, uh, I've still got all those figures on a shelf in my room. And I was looking around, and I noticed uh, that uh, there's a couple of battle droids that they did. They did a basic battle droid, and then they did a battle droid uh, commander. And so I thought, man, if I could get some proper paint, um, I can make that 12-inch battle droid look just like Roger. So I uh, don't know how successful I'll be, but that is my project right now. I'm going to see if I can make a 12-inch Roger figure out of the um, Episode 1 Battle Droid that I found at Dad's house. Also, um, I, f I had forgotten that they did a couple of pit droids from the Boonta race uh, in that 12-inch scale line, so they're 6 inches or so. Um, but there's a brown one and a tan white colored one. And the brown one, I noticed, looks exactly like GLN on resistance um i have not mentioned him on any episode but he's the pit droid who helps no i didn't i did mention him on the first episode but it's been a while and i don't think i ever said his name but um he is the pit droid who works in, with orca and flicks in acquisitions and it's, and it's gln or glenn so his name's glenn so and i posted a photo of it um but i brought Glenn with us, with us back to the house, and so he is um, the unofficial um, resistance figure mascot of the show. Thanks, I'm glad you like the show. Well, good. Um, now, in also in toy news, I thought I'd tell that story about last night. Um, now, oh, there's another story before I get to the toy news. Um, when I was growing up, the way the hallway is in my dad's house, if you closed all the doors to the bedrooms, there was still a little bit of room where you could, not really an alcove, but where you could lean into the doorway. And so when I would play with friends or family members, whoever was over, when we would play Star Wars as kids, we would act out the shootout in the Death Star detention block, uh, where Han and Leia and Luke and Chewie are trapped in the hallway, and they're, they have to blast, um, blast the grating, go into the trash compactor, and you know what, what we what we would do is open one of the doors, and then that would, you know, we pretend my bedroom was the trash compactor, and we'd all jump in. Um, so yeah, that, that's just great memories of acting that out over and over like shooting back down the hallway and then jumping in. And so my dad got my oldest, uh, my co-host, a um, like a little pop gun with these soft balls and a target uh, to shoot at. And that, we, that is a toy only to, only at my dad's house. That We didn't bring that home because uh, we, didn't, we didn't want the youngest to um, get the, uh, you know, swallow the ball or anything like that so he's he's got his gun and he starts running into that hallway and he talks about i'm playing battlefront 
I'm one of the heavy stormtroopers. And just to see him playing in the hallway, in the same hallway where I played Star Wars all those years ago, was... Oh, I'm telling a story. Hold on. Yes, and for you know, all these years later, for my, my kids to play in the same hallway was uh, just really cool. So we had a great time last night. Um, anyway, leading into more toy news. Um, well, first of all, uh, yakface.com. Um, and I, I've tweeted it out. Um, they're at Yakface on Twitter. Uh, there are reports of the Resistance um, 3.75 inch figures showing up at Walmarts. Uh, mostly on the East Coast, it appears. I have not checked around here because I didn't want to have to fight holiday crowds um, in the last few days. So the figures are starting to show up. I thought it would be um, more of a spring release, maybe bleed into the summer. But um, the figures are starting to come out, so maybe we'll use some Christmas money and go pick up some. Merry Christmas! Uh, we're actually recording this on Christmas, so it's, everything's really cool. Um, but yeah, um, Star Wars Resistance figures are starting to trickle out, so keep an eye out if you're interested in collecting those. It looks like just the, the single packs, not the twin packs, um, so far. What we did get, and it is, uh, as I reported on a previous episode, it is at Walmart now. And then next week, start, uh, starting on January 1st, it should be at other retailers. The Microforce Wow line. And those figures are really small. Um, they can't be more than an inch or two. Um, but And I've tweeted the pictures of the ones we got out. Um, yeah, I think they have other, uh, other blind bags and maybe some small vehicles for those. But the ones we're interested in... They look like a, comes in a case, it looks like a little lightsaber, and there's four figures that are blind packed in those. Um, three come in the shaft of the lightsaber, which the one we got was red. I don't know if they're different colors. And then there's also a fourth figure inside the hilt of the lightsaber. You have to unscrew the bottom and then pull that figure out. Um, now there's actually a, instructions on, well, on the tag that show you where to look for all the figures, but it could be easy to miss that fourth figure, so make sure you get them all if you buy these. Funny, what? Funny, funny. Oh, the f we watched the funny video? Yeah. yeah. R2 has hair and he speaks. R2 has hair. Yes, we watched... Um, uh, oh, um, can I, uh, I don't have the Twitter handle with me, but um, Steve Smoochenbacher on Twitter tweeted out uh, the link on YouTube to the Family Guy parody of Return of the Jedi, where it was the Battle of the Sarlacc Pit, and the uh, like, the nodding um, between all the heroes went on for uh, like way longer, and that was when Cleveland was R2, and my co-host loved that um, R2 had hair and spoke all of a sudden. All right, go play. Um, as an aside, sorry. Um, so the the Microforce figures. Uh, I'm getting really distracted. I apologize, but it's it's Christmas. We're having fun. Um, so the four we the four figures we got were uh, we got Kylo Ren, um, like holographic Princess Leia, holographic uh, Darth Maul, and we got Bucket. Um, we got uh, the Bucket figure. Uh, which I had seen on the packaging before, and I was hoping we would get. So that is officially the first Resistance action figure we have gotten. And if you look at the on the packaging, and there's a little there's a little guide inside that tells you all the figures that are in Series One. Uh, Craig and Gore is the other Resistance figure that is out there and available. Um, but again, it's blind packs; you don't know who you're getting. So we lucked out; we got Bucket. Um, again, I put up pictures of of the what he looks like. Uh, we don't have Kragen. Uh, I love Bucket too. Bucket's a cool character. Um, so yeah, there are resistance uh, toys out there. So keep an eye out. And um, of course we have our unofficial Glenn figure from so many years ago before they even thought of resistance as a show. Alright, that's the toy news. Um, now, uh, at the end of this episode I'm going to have a review of Star Wars Adventures 16 from IDW, where um, they have the first Resistance story called All Aces Battle Royale. 
I'm going to save that till the end of the episode. That way, if you have not read the comic or you don't want to be spoiled on it, um, you can shut the episode off after the episode review. And um, that way, you won't you won't be spoiled. You can go out and read it. Um, but for those of you who want to hear what I thought about it, um, that is at the end of this episode. So lots, you're getting lots of value for this episode. We're talking about toys, talking about comics. Um, and before we go uh, into the episode, uh, programming note, um, my co-host and I will be doing a full-blown Star Wars Lego All-Stars review uh, probably next week. Yeah, we're going to talk all about it next week. Okay, next next week, yeah, next week. Um, it, we won't. Uh, we've already covered uh, the Roger story. We won't be doing that. But this will be all the other episodes of Lego Star Wars All Stars that came out. Lots to talk about. Uh, he and I are just gonna go through it. Um, there will also be, um, uh, since we're halfway through Resistance. I, uh, hold on, I'm talking. Uh, uh, there will also. Since we're halfway through the Resistance season, I'm going to do a, like a broad recap of the first half, um, and then um, a kind of a preview, what, what we should expect in the second half. I'm going to revisit the trailer and see like what we haven't had yet. And also, I will include a review of all the shorts that um, have come out. Uh, they're on YouTube, they're on the Disney Now app. It's just one to two minute shorts um, that they surprise us with. Uh, it's more day in the life type uh, stuff that's going on on the Colossus. Uh, they're they're all great. Uh, it's really cool. I'm glad they're doing something like this. Uh, yeah, it's not critical to the plot, just some fun additives. Um, bucket, bucket, your friend. And uh, th there's a really good bucket one. Um, I will talk about that. We'll talk about all of those on that um, mid-season review. And I've I've teased it in previous episodes. I've um, promised it. I I have I just today I used Christmas money to buy all the all the remaining um, Poe Dameron comic um, issues that I have I did not have in my possession. So I've got the whole series. I'm re reading it. I'm going to do a review of that series and how it ties into Resistance. That's coming. Man, just lots of news. Alright, let's get into Station Theta Black, Episode 10 of Resistance. This was a really good episode to, to, to do the mid-season break with um, because it you know, it kind of wraps up the... F yeah, well... You okay? And <laughs> you need to go get a drink. Alright. Um, yeah, you know, Kaz being recruited by the Resistance, and, you know, they have their encounter with the First Order. Gwendolyn Christie and Oscar Isaac are both in this episode. So, you know, it's a good... Without it being a cliffhanger or anything, it's a good way to wrap up the first half of the season and just throw us into the second half. Which, by the way, we are returning January 13th. Um, the season break is not as long as I th uh, thought it would be. We're back uh, Sunday, January 13th with an episode called um, Bebo. B -I no, just leave, leave the boxes over there. That way you can see what the Lego sets are supposed to look like. I don't know about you, but I always kept my Lego boxes so for reference. I know, you know, all you need is the instruction book, but... You know, take it apart, put them back in the box, and that way I've got all the sets the way they're supposed to be. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, that episode, um, yeah, it's just coming in about three weeks. And it does, uh, from the looks of the uh, episode synopsis, I'm not going to put it on here in case you want to be, you know, unspoiled. Uh, there's a one particular shot from the trailer that I would almost guarantee is in that episode, and I can't wait. So, yes, I will try to... Uh, the plan is to have three episodes um, before that. Um, it's... It's okay to stay in your pajamas all day. It's Christmas. Uh, when you're a kid, it's okay to be in your pajamas all day on Christmas, I promise. Um, so anyway, yeah, we're about three weeks away, so... Uh, 
and I've already talked about which episodes we're going to try to do before then. Then we'll be back with um, more reviews. I, apologies for just going off track with this episode, but just a lot to talk about. We're just enjoying some family time around the house today. But I wanted to make sure we finally reviewed Station Theta Black. Alright, um, let's get right into it. Uh, because the focus is on Kaz and Poe and Captain Fastman and all of them, it, it was nice they did the cold open with Yeager and Bucket and Tam. And um, especially after you know the emotional episode we had with Yeager a couple episodes ago, it was nice to have that really comical moment where he he counts down to when he knows Tam's going to come in the room. And then, you know, the whole hijinks with, um, you know, the fireball turns out it's not flight ready. and uh, You can help. Um, okay, we're talking about uh, the beginning of the episode um, when we saw Yeager and Tam and Bucket, and turns out the fireball wasn't ready to fly, but Kaz took it into space anyway. But he got rescued by um, Poe, and they oh, took him yeah. aboard uh, the blockade runner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, so we got the payoff to um, Kaz's recon and his spying in Secrets and Holograms, um, where he downloaded um, the First Order's proposal to Captain Doza on his flash drive. And so he brings all that to uh, General Leia, and we finally get um, to hear Leia speak on the show. Uh, Carolyn Hennessy uh, came aboard to voice her for this episode. Um, I'll, you know, I'll go ahead and talk about it. We, we all know about the controversy with uh, Rachel Butera and um, what what happened a few weeks ago, uh, really before the uh, right before the uh, series started to air. Um, so, I mean, long story short, they did replace her. Carolyn Hennessy came aboard to do the voice. She also did the voice of Leia on Lego Star Wars All-Stars. So... Even though they didn't actually make a release or address the issue, they did make the move to replace the voice actress. So, uh, kudos to Star Wars for you know taking care of the Lucasfilm for taking care of a delicate situation. Um, but Carolyn did a great job. Uh, I mean, you know, we all wish Carrie was still with us and that she could do the voice herself. But you know, she's not here. She's luminous now. Um, but um, it was great to... Uh, Leia is critical to, to the show. You can't do a, a show about the Resistance without that character. And um, Carolyn uh, uh, did that character justice. And was, was a great uh, addition to the cast. Um, so it was great to see that interaction with Leia and Poe and Kaz. And, uh, I mean, this is where it gets into the meat of this, uh, meat of the whole series. And as I said, it was a great way to do the mid-season finale because this is what we've been waiting for, for payoff, where Kaz, even though he's had his ups and downs as a spy, he did some good work and got the intel that he needed and so we have this important scene where they're talking about what they're what they're gathering and what's going on with the first order yes sir okay so uh okay uh so i'm talking about the part where uh leia was talking to poe and kaz and then they find out about that um you know the well they're going to send them out to do some recon um what do you think what, what do you think what What? I can't believe I got Minecraft so bad. Uh, <laughs> you're 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 all about Minecraft today. No, that's okay. Minecraft. Um, Minecraft. Like Minecraft. But anyway, um, but I know if, from what you know when we were watching the episode, you really like when Poe and Kaz go out flying on missions, don't you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got the asteroid part. The asteroid part was really neat. What'd you like about the asteroid? BB-8, um, do you know that part when BB-8 saved 
Uh, yeah, the the BB-8 and um, CB-23 can fly the the X-wings on their own, right? How? Well, what they can do is, I think, and, and then um, Obi-Wan had one of his droids fly his uh, Jedi starfighter. I, th- I, th- I guess they, well, I think they can hook at least, you know, um, fly it around, but they can't go. They can't like use the guns and everything. They can't really battle. That's why they need the pilots, right? Yeah, um, but you know that was pretty cool when they you know they just dropped them off and then they went to hide um, in uh, in the asteroid. Yeah, don't you don't put Legos in your mouth. That's right. I'm not gonna put it. In you my better mouth. not. <laughs> we don't need a trip to the emergency room, sir. Um, all right. So let's see. Yeah. Um, oh, an important an important note. Um, all this intel they're gathering and uh, the, they're. And Leia says that oh, Leia, says. Leia says that um, it, yeah she is a general. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, general, uh, general Organa, that's right. Um, that uh, they're discovering the, the path through the unknown regions to a base, which as which we know is Starkiller Base, but they're putting the pieces together about you know they're in the unknown regions and it's something we. And it makes the Force Awakens that much better because. They're not, you know, totally taken by surprise by Starkiller Base. You know, this series is showing that they're gathering the information to know there's something out there. It's just exactly what is the question. Um, but then Poe and Kaz go out to uh, the asteroid field. and we, The asteroid field, yeah, your favorite part. Um, but we get the, just the classic great sounds of the X-Wings. Um, I mean, the, the sound sound work on this whole episode was great um, as we just see them flying around and um, w- when they're using their weapons later on also like um, that they had the um, buoys oh you got a little yeah you're using your lightsaber right now that's pretty it's cool well it looks like a lightsaber I know it's not exactly a lightsaber but you can you can imagine it is um, but the uh, the navigational buoys that they have out in space to help them kind of guide through the asteroid field and uh, with that nebula being nearby, uh, it's just like um, we saw that in Solo this year with um, on the going through the uh, Maelstrom to get to Kessel. Um, so nice touch there. And um, the whole visual of the the mining operation at uh, Station Theta Black. And Bucket's List kind of went into more detail about it. That the the station is built like inside and around the asteroid, and they're mining it almost to non-existence. Um, so just good good design there. I loved your show really bad. Uh, you, you what? I love your show really bad. Oh. I love your show. Really well, thank you. I I'm glad you love the show, and I, I love when you're on it too. Hey, but hey, we're gonna have a lot of fun with Lego Star Wars All Stars next week, okay? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about everything that happened. Um, yeah, um, but as as Bucket's List pointed out, it's just a docking bay and a command center. That's all, you know. And then the rest is uh, just the actual mining of the asteroid. And it is a neat theme that that's what the First Order does. You know, they built Starkiller Base out of a planet. And they built this mining facility to, you know, take out the asteroid that they're on. So, just cool visuals. Um, and then we get more of, um, we actually see Starkiller Base right then. Uh, we see Captain Phasma and Major Von Reg. And, you know, Kudos to Gwendolyn Christie. Um, admittedly, she got shortchanged in the two movies. Uh, that role could have been so much meatier for her. But she's been given a lot to do, at least in the first half of the season. And um, th- this is probably her, uh, no doubt, this was her best chance to shine. And she really did. And I love this. She says, uh, scheduled. <laughs> oh, she, hey, she's she's British. What, what can you do? It was great. Um what? Uh, you, what, are you having fun with your brother? Yeah! Alright. Well... Uh, what? What's fun are you 
I'm talking about Captain Phasma okay. and how how great she was in this episode. No. Or did she smack the face? Uh, no, uh, Finn smacked her face, and then remember she fell in the fire on the Star Destroyer. What oh, she? Uh, I thought Poe did that. No, it wasn't Poe. He'd like to though, I bet. Huh? Uh, he'd probably like to, but but no, it was Finn. Um, where did she? So, yeah, just I'm I'm really happy for Gwendolyn Christie that she could come on and do the show, and um, you know, I do. Uh, thanks. Um, and just do more with the role as we expected from the movies. Now, um, and I, I, I had to write this down because you have pointed this out in previous episodes. Why doesn't Kaz have a gun? He's getting shot at, he has to run, and he never has a gun, right? Yeah. Alright, so what happened in this episode? Yeah, yeah. Well, Poe gave him a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So he finally, finally got a gun. MBBA. You you wrote down about BBA, yeah, yeah. BBA was pretty cool in this episode. Oh yeah, huh? You didn't um talk about BBA. Uh, so I've been ta- I've been talking about BBA, about how he could fly the ship. Yeah. No, well, no, but uh, you know, like how he well he and CB twenty three could fly the ships and. And then you know BB-8 was finding out information on the um, what 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 you called the little Death Star, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it I did. Call, look... I call it um, Death Star Three. Death Star Three. Well, it it did look like a little Death Star with the hangar bay and all that. Um, because um, Death Star Two is the one that looks just like Death Star One that they blow up, and they blow Death Star Two. Mm-hmm. And IV, I think VI, but well. Yeah. And it, then the, yeah, Death Star 2 was VI, yeah. Death Star 3, which is an asteroid. Oh, okay. Well, it did look like that, yes. Um, so then, B, you know, BB 8 gets to be I very heroic. Okay, you do your exercise. Uh, BB 8 got to be very heroic, and um, we get more of Kaz screaming as he's getting shot at and running. Um, and, uh, man, I would just love. Whenever they do like a season set of this um, show, we have got to see some recording session stuff, and I want to see Christopher Sean screaming <laughs> because he just does such a great job with it. Um, I did a great I, job last time. Well, yeah, but it, but but Kat, yeah, you do have a sucker. Um, but Kaz screams a lot when he's getting shot at, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny, and um, yeah, I would love to see Christopher Sean actually filming that because it's got to be hilarious um now um i'm kind of skimming over uh, but once they got on the station uh, the the action was really straightforward and the plot just kind of moved along so i'm kind of glossing over some stuff but uh, it it was all great um uh, the best compliment i can give some of the stuff is the hallway action where their Kaz and Poe are having to run from the uh, stormtroopers and they're fighting them, it was so similar to uh, Rebels and some of the action on that show because they went to Imperial installations a lot and had those kind of interactions. Um, it felt so much like Rebels, and um, I, I was really happy about that. And um, uh, also, uh, I mentioned it previously, but the Nebula. With the green gases and everything out in space, made for a nice background, especially when they were running along the uh, the scaffolding in the docking bay. I mean, I mean uh, in Death Star Three, uh, you know, it would be boring just to you know have space out out the viewport and out out the um, hangar bay there. But you, know, you got the nebula and it's all. You know, got a little more colorful than we're used to in space, so that was nice. Um, and it was great to see uh, Lex Lane get more work as Von Reg, because uh, that um, the ensuing space battle as they were trying to escape from the station, uh, it was it was great. Um, I mean, because really, the last time we saw Von Reg, other than the meeting with Doza. Um, the most he got to do was 
in the very first episode when he was fighting Kaz and the other New Republic pilots. So great to see him back, um, getting more dialogue, his interactions with Phasma. Uh, the whole dogfight was great as they're going around parts of the station, trying to uh, get away from the ensuing explosion, which the explosion itself was beautiful when they detonated the station. Um, it it kind of had that sense of um, like the sonic charge in Attack of the Clones and the uh, coaxium explosion in Solo, the way the uh, it kind of imploded first before coming out. All right, you have fun, buddy. He's he's going off to play with his brother. So, <laughs> um, uh, sorry, I'm you know, I get distracted when he's around, but I I love having him. Uh, here to talk about uh, what he liked about it. You know, I, 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 if you've listened to the show, you know I I, I want to make sure to let you know what I what my kids or my, my oldest at least thought of the episode because it is for kids. And I'll, you know I say that a lot, but that's you know we can't lose sight of that. This is a kid show. I, I want it to be something that he enjoys, and he does. And so you know I, re, I report on what uh, he likes sometimes, but uh, you know. It's been neat the last couple of episodes to bring him on and let him speak for himself about what he likes. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, uh, he does that a lot on the Lego Star Wars because that he's even more passionate about that. He's liked the Lego Star Wars stuff before this sh- uh, show even started. Um, now, okay, getting I'm almost done. Uh, getting to the end. I was starting to wonder if they were going to actually do a cliffhanger on the episode with Kaz getting caught in the explosion. The only thing about that, because Kaz was paired with BB-8, we know BB-8 is going to be in The Force Awakens. So there was never any doubt about the fate of their ship. Now, if Kaz was flying with CB-23... I mean, they could have left it hanging. You know, did Kaz actually die? Did they kill him off? And then somebody else it becomes the lead character. I know that's pretty heavy for, again, a kid's show. But, you know, the, the, they could have left that open. But no, we get resolution that, you know, Kaz did the um, hide behind the asteroid trick and survived the explosion. And, of course, BB-8's okay. But, yeah, for that split second, I thought, man, they might go for it and uh, leave us hanging for a few weeks. But all good. Um, the, yeah, like I say, the space battle was great. Um, and I like that Von Reg was getting the upper hand, but then Fastman's like, no, you need to get out if you want to live because of this explosion that's coming. Um, so, yeah, like, like I say, uh, just very straightforward with the action once they arrived on the station um, but they got more information uh, and deliver it to Leia at the end <clears throat> now um, the last thing I'll get into and I will reference once again Joan Maria Macias at Blue Jay Guys uh, she in, in talking about this episode for CultureS.com she And I'm going to read off some of this article because it was that important. At the end, when they're talking to Leia... um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to... I'm skimming the article to see where I can pick up here. Um, Okay. So then... um, Leia said... Kaz tells Leia, If the other senators are anything like my father... There is no way they're going to believe the First Order is a threat just because of this intel. And again, we know that his dad is a New Republic senator. Kaz is from Hosnian Prime. And then Leia says, You're right, Kazuda, considering so many of them are profiting from the creation of these weapons. And I'm just going to read what Jonah Marie said about it. This immediately sets off alarm bells because what if Hamato Ziono is one of those senators? Granted, we don't know much about him and his background, but it's not that far-fetched of a thought. While Kaz is borderline poor, while working as a mechanic on the Colossus, he actually comes from a wealthy family. 
He grew up with money and was given everything he ever wanted. Sure, Kaz's father probably earned that living through hard work and legitimate means, but no one is immune to corruption. After all, greed is a terrible thing. Access to easy money making ways can lead anyone astray. And, um, you know, it's something I, I didn't really think about the line when I was watching the episode, but I'm glad she wrote this article about it. And, you know, that's a major point of The Last Jedi when the lesson learned from DJ that both sides are profiting from this war and the war that's coming. What? Oh, is this Radio Dakar? It is Radio Dakar. I'm talking about, um, well, it. DJ, uh, no, it, he was in The Last Jedi, but I'm kind of making a point. Um, oh, DJ? Yeah, well, he's talking about, like, um, how, you know, well, well, you know, some, you know, people got rich um, by helping the First Order and the Resistance. Um, and so there's people like uh, Kaz's dad who might be doing that, too. Um, and, you know, I... was it the first episode or the second I mentioned a while back I think there's the possibility that Kaz's dad could be a first order collaborator because why else would he be so what weapons bad guys and the good guys yeah um I'm, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, he was finishing the, I, the, the line I didn't read. Sorry. Yeah, he said, um, there's even a whole city dedicated to the galaxy's ultra-rich, Cantobite. Um, yeah. Yeah, that some people with this opulent background have been selling weapons to the bad guys and the good guys. What? With the holes in the ground, and you go down, and there's things everywhere, and if you go what? too far down, you might die. Is that it? No, that's uh, Utapau. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Utapau. Now, that that was uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's a different movie. Um, all right, so uh, let me make my point, and then I'll move on. Um, so, yeah, I thought, oh, maybe Kaz's dad is a First Order collaborator. That's why he... Kaz's dad? Kaz's dad. He was, we, we saw him in the first episode, um, but he's a senator on Hosnian Prime, um, and we haven't seen him since then, so... Yeah, um, so, and, you know, he was he really opposed to the thought of Kaz working with the Resistance, so maybe because he's, you know, siding against them, uh, because he's making money off um, these weapons, as Leia mentioned. So, um, I'll, tw- I'll tweet out the article again. Um, Jonah Marie just makes some good points about the consequences of, you know, what if, you know, Kaz's dad is... Um, Make it making a profit, and um, also refers back to the uh, the uh, children of Tahar and how they could relate to this. Uh, I'm not really doing the article justice, but uh, there's a lot to chew on as far as like where where the pieces are going to line up when stuff starts to go down. Um, that's the end. Of, that's the end of the review for that. Um, again, uh, oh yeah, Brandon Allman. Um, the executive producer wrote this episode too. He tends to write the like the Kaz and Poe heavy um, episodes. Um, uh, Signal from Sector Six, I think, was his too. So he, you know he's getting that the uh, the really important overlying plot episodes, and then the other talented writers are you know doing the fun um, Colossus-based episodes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk more about um, overall opinions of the series to this point on that mid-season review episode. Um, but th- th- this one was great. Um, you know, it, it, it did a good job getting us to that midpoint with the overlying plot of um, what Kaz is finding out for the Resistance. And it, it, it brought home the point that he, he is doing a good job, even though he has his faults. Um, so that that's again that's my review of it. Um, if if you want to go ahead and uh, cut off the episode, um, that's fine. I'm done with the review. Um, again, you can follow me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, at Radio Dakar, R A D I O D Q A R. Um, you know, feel free to drop me a line. Let me know what you think about the show, about 
um, the podcast, uh, any questions. All right, uh, all right, let's get to uh, Star Wars Adventures number 16. I should say that uh, this line of comics overall is, is really fun. It's, um, you know, a little more kid-friendly. Uh, I think it's still canon, but the stories are more um, free-spirited, uh, not as serious as some of the Marvel material. Um, they've got um, a series, uh, you know, like with each episode, with each issue, you get a couple of different stories from different eras. Um, in this particular one, we get the Resistance story, but we also get the continuation of one called Flight of the Falcon. Um, but I'm just going to focus on uh, the Resistance uh, story. It's called All Aces Battle Royale, written by Doc Wyatt and Kevin Burke, who also write for the show. Um, they did Platform Classic and a few others. Um, so I'm just going to... I'm not going to get into much detail. Um, but please, you know, go ahead and read it yourself. You can get it on Comixology or the Marvel app. Um, just, you know, plenty of different ways to um, to read it. If you, you can go out and support your local co- comic store, uh, grab the issue. Um, it, it's, you know, pretty inexpensive compared to other comics. Um, and, it, and it tied in really well to the show. Uh, it wasn't, you know, slapping the Resistance name on it. Um, uh, basically, it's about, uh, uh, you know, there's an, another race uh, called the All Aces at the Colossus. Um, it's got way more participants than anything we've seen on the show so far, even uh, like the Platform Classic, where Heeker and Marcus also raced. Um, they bring in a lot of racers from Hosnian Prime, which, since Cass is from there, he has some, uh, you know, ideas about how to go about what he's doing. Um, yeah, the cool thing about it, it mentions this race is only run once every 10 cycles, so it's um, kind of a bigger deal thing. Um, again, I, I think it was on the Platform Classic Review, I talked about how ra- ra- racing has um, been such a focus of the sequel era, um, like in Bloodline and uh, what we find out uh, with Han's involvement. Um, now, also, Kaz is uh, doing some spying, and he is tracking a character. Hope I'm pronouncing it right, because you know it's only in print. Uh, Marnia Unla- Unlana. Uh, she's a Twi'lek, but she's known to be working with the First Order, and she's also racing in the All Aces. So Kaz needs to find a way to um, kind of track her. Uh, he spies on a conversation she's having, finds out she's going to transmit some vital information to the First Order during the race. Um, That she's going to use the heavy comm traffic to piggyback that information and send it out. Which is actually a really brilliant thought. You know, you got all that, you know, comm chatter and the, the broadcast of the race. You know, that's a perfect time to send out a signal hidden within all of those other ones. So, nice touch by the writers there. I liked, I liked that. Um, and then uh, Kaz, because he's familiar with how Hosnian Prime uh, rate based racers operate, um, he, he basically they all bring us like a second ship to use as a backup. Which isn't that different from, I think, I think they do it in NASCAR where, you know, they usually have it as backup car in the truck in case anything happens. So Kaz, you know, he borrows one of the backup ships and then comes up with the great uh, alias of Bolt Shatterer K. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and even I think even BBA is like, well, come on, dude. And what kind of a name is that? Um, so, you know, Kaz secretly enters himself in the race, which is great because that's one thing I may bring that up on the mid-season review and that's one thing that's been a little disappointing about the show is that Cass hasn't raced as much as I thought he would when you know they were talking about the show uh, before it started I mean he raced Tora in the first episode but that's really been it um, so he actually gets to race in this ep- in, the, in this story um, but the idea being that he's racing with the intent to stay close to Marnia 
so that he can copy the transmission or intercept it. Uh, that's all he has to do. He's not there to win the race. He just needs to stick with her. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he comes up with the alias. That way, you know, they're not like, wait, why is Kaz flying again? Um, so, you know, we get, we see the race in the story. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention the artist on this issue for this story. Uh, her name is Valentina Pinto. Um, and I mean, she did a great job matching it up to this, to the series. Um, so we get lots of action shots of Bolt <laughs> racing, um, trying to catch up to, uh, Marnia and, you know, just to get the information. And for, uh, based on the panels I was looking at, it looked like there were maybe 12 racers in, in this, um, in the All Aces, which was cool. Like, you know, now you got to think just because the way the Colossus is built and how many docking ports there are, you know, there's only a max number that can actually race per event. Uh, so 12 seems to be pretty close to the max from what I would imagine. So, um, you know, again, uh, for spoilers, um, Kaz does get the inf uh, you know the information he needs in a different way than you would expect. So I'll, I'll leave that as a surprise. Um, so, and then, uh, much like with, um, Station Theta Black, we do see him get the uh, information he obtained to Leia and Poe, albeit through a transmission this time he doesn't meet them face to face. So it's a nice tie in there. And uh, another proof that he's, he's doing his work and, uh, he's getting better as a spy, Despite all his faults, he's getting the job done and helping them with information. So again, uh, a fun story. Um, it's with the racing. I mean, it's stuff we've been wanting to see more of on the show. At least I have. Um, so Doc and Kevin did a great job with that. So yeah, please uh, please go grab that issue. Uh, it's a wonderful tie-in to the show. Um, there should be another story in issue 17. I will I'll review that. Um, I'll add it to one of the upcoming uh, review episodes whenever it's released. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. I've run long this episode because we had a lot to catch up on. Um, it built something in Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everybody. And um, or happy, uh, well, We ha already had Hanukkah. We've got Kwanzaa, uh, Festivus. Uh, whatever you celebrate, hope you've had a great holiday season. And um, we'll be back for um, some new shows. But then... Uh, the week of January 13th, we'll be, we will be back with uh, the next um, Resistance review. And, and then Lego Star Wars. And Lego Star Wars is next. So we'll see you for that review. Until then. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. And with you.